I think the whole concept of relationships and relationships just in this season of our lives where we're trying to figure out so much about who we are and what we're doing and and where we want to go with our lives it just adds to like the complexity of also then finding someone in this season or dating someone or being married to someone and there's just I think there's so many questions that young adults have and there's a reason why young adults love this topic is because we want that wisdom we want to we want to know what people think and how to best this and how to bring God into this and whenever I have um, questions about relationships or need relationships advice uh, I always go to the same two people because I just think they're the most brilliant people ever Um, and they are my parents which I think a lot of people probably find that a little weird I don't know of too many young adults who go to their parents for all their relationship advice but um, I've seen how my parents have built such a strong marriage and how they have, um, how their marriage has thrived in hard times and I've seen them put in the hard work and so I just really, I trust everything that they have to say about it and so their voice is something that I want our entire community to get to listen to. Well, parents, welcome to the Ascent Conversation Studio. What a thrill. I'm so excited that our community will get to learn from you guys. I feel like I just always like, I have access to you all the time, so I just get so much wisdom from you. So now we get to share it with everyone else, which is awesome. I don't know how much wisdom, but this is certainly a thrill for us to be interviewed by our daughter. Oh, this is so nice and formal. (laughs) Let's get into it. Um, But actually, I am excited to share this because I feel like anytime... I need relationship advice or just any advice in general. Like you guys are the first people I call. Usually mom first because she gives me like the compassionate side. And then when I need a bit of a wake up call, then I call you dad. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like you guys have the perfect balance of the heart and the head and how to like marry them together. (laughs) There you go. We'll be typecast. (laughs) I think it's great. But speaking of. But you always call me first. I do, yeah, yeah. it's true. Because mm-hmm. if I, I think I've tried calling dad first a couple times and I just leave crying and sad. So <laughs> I need the compassion end and then I need the buck up and get over it side. Walk so it off. I get, yeah, Move it's your on. favorite line. But Absolutely. I can't have that at the beginning because that hurts. Okay. So I need the loving mother, let's go and eat ice cream. And Not that we've ever had ice cream. Anyways, okay, off topic. So we're talking about relationships. And one of the things I think is super confusing for people is just all of the, the difference between the man and the woman and how they both work. And, you know, I feel like I'm constantly talking to my girlfriends and we're like, we just don't understand guys. And then the guys, they just always say that women are more complicated, which I mean, I don't disagree with. Um, but let's start with you, dad. What do you think is just one of those things that you think women need to know about men? Well, that's sort of a little bit like saying, what kind of food do guys like? I mean, it's so broad, it's so um, general, and so I can only really speak to myself. Like, I I don't know, I don't think I can paint a brush for every single man in the world. I can tell you what I long for. Uh, I long for affirmation and respect. Um, I long for understanding. Uh, In fact, my uh, desires, and Carolyn would know this, Uh, really root back to a 1995 movie and a 1996 book. 
Uh, that's kind of where I anchor those. So the movie was The English Patient. I don't recommend you go out and watch it. Never even um, heard of it. No, I'm sure it's 1995. I mean, it was VHS time, right? You were one year old. One you were year one year old. old. You were you were there in this moment, actually. Good year, but and bad movie. I yeah, guess. no, it was uh, it was great. In this movie, I'll, um, there's this um, there's this guy whose his job is with the British military, and he's supposed to go out and find landmines. And he comes back to this Canadian nurse. They're having this affair or whatever. Uh, that's a part that I don't think is great. But uh, he says this line. And I remember taking the remote and hitting the pause button and saying, did you hear that? Did you hear what he just said? Uh, he says this line. He says, I spend all day searching for landmines. But when I come home at night, I just want to be found. And I remember hitting the remote. And that became a mantra for my life that I spend all day leading and searching and doing my stuff. When I come home, I just want to be found. And I think a lot of women don't understand that about guys, that, that we actually do have more going on inside of us than just the sports and the, and the hanging with the guys or whatever. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a scared little boy inside of us, at least inside of me, that just wants to be found. Mm -hmm. And that takes some digging and it takes some finesse and it takes some intuition to dig in. Uh, the, the book was uh, 1996, it was uh, John Gray. Uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, uh, which is just a great topic for, for this. I know lots of people pick on that title now, but he tells this, this little story of uh, when he went to New York. Uh, he was flying overseas, and he, he was from Los Angeles. He got to New York, and his wife was always reminding him, you got to take your passport, you got to take your passport, you got to take your passport. He gets to New York. This is before uh, Internet and all that sort of stuff. And uh, he phones home and says, they're not going to let me on the plane. I forgot my passport. Could you please fax me a copy of it? And you'd expect his wife to say, oh, I, I, I always tell you this. I told you so, you know, and, and instead his wife says these words. And I remember underlining this and showing it to Carol and saying, this is it. This is it. And, and it was these words. His wife said, my, the adventures you get yourself into. And wow. it was like, oh, grace, like yeah. just that grace that came. Um, and that's what I long for. So I, I, I think I long for, or women need to know, if I was to generalize, I would mm -hmm. say women need to know that there's a scared little boy inside that just is out there all day long risking and just wants to be found mm -hmm. when they come home. And they just need that grace to, my the adventures, boy, you know, you went and did something stupid again. Uh, mm -hmm. My the adventures you get yourself into. Instead of the ranging on right. and the, the, the harping and the nagging that is so right. stereotypically yeah. understood. That's I've heard what I you said. talk about that before, just in our own home of like how how men just like long to be respected. And for I think a lot of women, and again, we have to be careful not to like stereotype too much. So this is just very general, but even I guess I can speak for myself included. The whole idea of like respect leads you to thinking of submit, which thinks you, makes you think like, but I'm a strong, independent woman. Why do I have to submit to a guy? But like, how, how do you reconcile with that? And like, what does it even look like for a woman to respect or to find their man that they're with and maybe mom you can like speak into that of like how you do that in your relationship well you know what i i think it does get misunderstood the the mm -hmm. word respect and really that word is so much more of not uh a, necessarily a bowing down to and oh i i you know i respect you i i adore you i mean adoration is a part of it but there is this more of an admiration with affirmation mm. um, that guys are really longing uh, to be admired and affirmed uh, by the girl in their life and it's not so, some might think you, you know that just sounds so narcissistic it's you know it's all about him it's all about what he wants you know but it's it's not that 
you know what what you are saying about there's just this uh, insecurity inside and here's the thing men and women we all approach life with certain vulnerabilities and right. insecurities men approach life with the vulnerability or insecurity of am i good enough am i adequate uh, do i measure up and if a woman can speak to that and answer those questions he is going to feel mm -hmm. that respect and um like he's being found mm -hmm. because all of the things that she's seen him in him all the positives she's speaking out mm -hmm. and that's uh that that's what really is meaningful for a man mm -hmm. all right so on the yeah. other end mom what do you think men should know about women well you know it's, it's interesting and and again sometimes people don't like to be typecasted right um but the thing is uh god wired women and men differently um is it all like just cookie cutter like every woman thinks exactly like this or every man thinks exactly like that no mm -hmm. But there's been a lot of research done. Um, a particular uh, researcher author is Shanti Felton. And it's been incredible what she has brought out that even, it's, it's a more modern book than the movie that Todd spoke about or the uh, book Women Are From. Men Are From Mars. Oh yeah, right. Yes, yeah. Um, this is more modern mm -hmm. but what's interesting is she says the exact mm -hmm. same stuff mm -hmm. and so for women it's more of um i really i really long to be loved and to be cherished and there's an underlying question that's always in the back of my mind um and that would be this am i am i lovable does he love me for who i am mm -hmm. on the inside whereas guys would be more of you know does she love me for what I do or what, what right. I can accomplish. Right. Um, it's more for inward for a woman. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, when she's coming up with, um, well, often it's, you know, the question, would he choose me all over again? Mm -hmm. And sometimes when people get married, they think that's, you know, that was answered. It was answered when we said, I do. But the thing is, it's always this underlying question Oh, does he still choose me? Would, mm. Does he still love me? And that's a question that um, guys need to answer. And instead of being offended by this, um, one of the things that we learned as well, I don't know if you can picture one of those old uh, deep sea diving uh, head, you know, head helmets, right, that, mm. that are brass and they got a hose going into them. Um, well, what often happens in a relationship is uh, Carolyn will step on my hose and kink it. And then I'm sitting there sucking air or, or mm -hmm. sucking for air or I'll step on her hose and kink it and the the air that I need is that respect and the air that she needs is that affirmation and that that admiration love and, and, and love and yeah. and yeah that adoration right mm -hmm. uh, so instead of seeing it as a oh you're a bad person for demanding that uh, a person isn't bad for demanding air when they right. need to breathe because it's, it's what they need to breathe and that's how we're wired and so right. you know something that Carolyn teaches in the premarital stuff uh, which has just become a, a bit of a mantra for us as well, is um, is uh, not wrong, just different, mm -hmm. right? And so we, we'll even say that out loud sometimes when we get into conflict, because I don't need to remind myself, your perspective and your way of wiring, even though I might completely not understand it, I have to say out loud, not wrong, just different. Mm -hmm. I got to remind myself right. that this isn't wrong, even though my preference, because we often look at it through the lens of, if you're different than me, you must be wrong. 
but it's not. It's just different. Right. And then I have to figure out what that different looks like. So what do you do? Or like how much of this is dependent on um, our own independence or individuality? So like before we're in that relationship and we're learning to love ourselves or learning to respect ourselves, like how much does that play a role in it? Or is it entirely based off of what the, the other person? Does that make sense? You go ahead and answer that if it makes sense. Uh, not too... Okay, I'll, re- I'll, I'll it rephrase again. it. Yeah. So if my greatest desire is to be loved and that's what I need in a relationship of whoever I end up with, my partner, is to show me love, is to pursue me, is to, to care for that, that piece mm-hmm. of me. How much of that is, okay, I'm going to be dependent on him to give that to me and how much of that do I need to be secure enough in myself to love myself and to know who God has created me to be without another person. Right. And, and that, yeah, you're, you're asking a really good question because sometimes I think people will then, when they understand, well, that's how I'm wired, that's what I need, then the expectation can be I expect my spouse or my boyfriend to fill that need. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we, we all have this void in our lives um, and that void can only be filled by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like, he fills that. And if we don't look to him, and we look to some, some another human being, mm-hmm. we are going to be disappointed. Because no human being can fill that void in our lives. Mm-hmm. Only Christ can. Right. So you have to really um, keep the perspective that Christ fills um, that void in me that that deep place of of needing to be loved but the blessing is that he's he's given me a a partner to speak to that as well but if i put all my expectations on him to fill that i'm going to be disappointed and and he's going to be frustrated because he feels that he can't live up to you know the expectations right is it the same for guys yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's a both and. I think I absolutely I agree with that, that, that Christ needs to meet those deepest needs and I need to find my identity in Christ first and not rely on Carolyn to meet all those deepest needs. And yet there's an everyday practicality about it. Mm-hmm. That And that's where I think, um, you know, something else we learned early on in our marriage was this whole idea of use your words, right? We used to always teach the kids, right? Or or I don't know if it was Brittany or which one, but, it, you know, they would they would pout and you guys would... You would cry when you were just little toddlers, right? And and our phrase was, use your words. Right. Well, that became a mantra for our marriage as well because, you know what, guess what? We stonewall. We mm-hmm. we give each other the silent treatment. Um, I pout. I'm a great pouter. And we would even use the, you know, use your words. What are, what are you trying to communicate right now? Are you in tune enough with your own um, emotions and your need to be able to express that to mm-hmm. the other person yeah. so that we can meet each other's needs? And so I think there's a real practicality to it mm-hmm. as well. Um, but if the question comes down to, you know, am I going to lose my identity in this? I don't, I, I don't feel like I've lost my identity in our 34 years of, of marriage. I feel like my identity has been enhanced and blossomed and, and brought out to be all that it can be. And, and, um, and that's not a losing of that identity. That's it actually being added to, right? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and yet are, are there sacrifices? Are there things that I don't do? Um, and probably would do, you know, if, if we weren't together. Yeah, absolutely. So it's changed, but I don't feel like my identity, my identity is in Christ. 
And for the other parts, we try to communicate as clearly and openly as we can. Mm-hmm. Does all of this, so the whole idea of loving the woman, respecting the man, how does that play into the very beginning of a relationship? Two people just starting to go out, they're in you know, their first couple of months of dating, how does that play into that? We know I think uh, what's really key when you're looking at dating someone or you're in the beginnings of a relationship that you really look at character. Mm-hmm. And um, character trumps everything. It really does. It's so, so important. It can't be uh, based on looks or based on similar interests. It, those are important, like that you are attracted physically mm-hmm. to that person, but you've got you've to know their character. And character is what is going to be lasting. Um, and and then in terms of, um, you know, I, I think of my my grandpa when I was dating Todd, and he hadn't met Todd yet. And the f- first question he asked me when I told him, I, I've met a guy and I, I think we're going to get married, uh, he said, how does he treat his mother? Hmm. And I, you know, I was kind of taken aback by by the question initially, but it really made me think, yeah, like, how does he treat his mom or the current women in his life? Because that's most likely how he'll treat me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I think that's a really good good question, but it also goes with the character piece, right? right? Like, who he is at home um, with, his, with his family is probably what he's going to bring into mm-hmm. um, a relationship with me. And I think we know that so much of those early stages of relationship a lot of this stuff comes naturally a lot of the affirmation a lot of the um, admiration of the love talk and the the pursuing I mean that's that's a big thing that Mm -hmm. guys will will pursue their women they're on the hunt right so I mean they're they're doing all the right things they're bringing the the gifts they're going on the dates they're doing the cuddles they're doing all this it's on the other side of the wedding altar Mm -hmm. that that that's where it really gets hard because somehow those things all get lost right and and even our relationship with christ in revelation it says you know return to your first love and do the things that you did at the beginning well that happens that needs to happen in relationship too 34 years in we need to go back to the those early principles what was it that attracted us to each other that brought us to each other what did we do back then and how far did we go were we willing to sacrifice uh, to win that other person over mm-hmm. that's it's the next 34 years it's not so much at the beginning of the relationship that you got to pay attention to that because mm-hmm. that's it's pretty natural that, right. that all that stuff happens it's it's the next 35 years yeah. that are, you really got to work hard at that but at the same time sometimes people can go into the into a marriage thinking that that's that's all this is oh like yeah. as long as he's pursuing me as long as he's bringing me flowers and yeah. doing all these special things to show that he cherishes me mm-hmm. you you can almost um fall for something that isn't real mm-hmm. and and so that's where you you have to be mindful of the character and and who they are and so what are some good ways to get to know their character beyond just the okay he's pursuing me he's being nice to me or she's paying attention to me she's flirting with me like how do you actually go beyond that do you hang out with their family and their friends like at at what point do you even begin to open those doors Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I mean I think you want to uh, have as many slices of life uh, with that other person as you can Mm -hmm. other than sexual 
And I mean, it's not just because we're pastors, but I mean, we really believe that the Word of God would say uh, that you need to honor that marriage bed and that, that marriage bed needs to be kept sacred. Right. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that short circuits uh, so many people's relationships. I mean, they, they just, and, and our culture teaches us this. You just jump in a sack right away and you, you know, are, are we compatible, right? Whatever that is. And, mm -hmm. and you miss out on so many of the other dynamics of those, um, you know, exploring um, different activities together, uh, doing things uh, together, exploring each other's families, having all those conversations. And, and we have always seen that as a, as a muscle that needs to be exercised, right? The, mm -hmm. the restraint muscle, the, uh, the sexual restraint muscle in the beginning of the relationship so that the other stuff has room to breathe and to grow mm -hmm. um, right. and not short circuit that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think you, you can also see, as you spend time with a person, um, you, if, if Christ is important in their life, you'll be able to tell mm -hmm. very early yeah. on. If it's, um, yeah, yeah, like, he, you know, he goes to church, um, that's not enough. It, it's not enough that it's, you know, church attendance. There has to be something deeper and, and mm. more. Um, and that will come out quite naturally mm. if, uh, if the person is very genuine about their faith. Yeah. So moving away from this, but also still in the topic of, um, like the beginning stages of relationships. I think a lot of times in the Christian community, at least there's a lot of pressure around first dates or just going on dates. Um, and there's this idea that no one really says, but you still kind of think of like, oh, I need to know if I want to marry this person before I even go out with them. Mm -hmm. um, what do you say to like that? And how do you release that pressure? Or is that pressure important? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, as a youth pastor way back when, I would say words like, don't date anybody you're not willing to marry. Now, somehow that morphed into you need to know if you're going to marry them before you date them. That, that would mm -hmm. be a gross misrepresentation of that principle. I think the principle is if you know that this is not the kind of person you would want to spend the rest of your life with, then stay clear and don't 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 even date them to get into it because mm -hmm. it could be hard to say no and to shut that relationship down. Right. So I think there's a fine line there. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, I, being older, I think we sort of shake our heads at that at that whole part of our current culture that puts such press, pressure on. I don't think we felt that. Uh, and so we can't really identify with mm -hmm. that so much, right? I mean, I think there was a lot of, um, uh, of go out and get to know this person and have mm -hmm. some fun in groups. I mean, we, we would always encourage and, and be with. We met in Bible school, so that, you know, that was a place where we had lots of community and lots of uh, getting together with other people. And um, I think a group is a great opportunity to do that. We weren't afraid of that, personally, mm -hmm. I don't think. I don't remember. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm too old, I just don't remember. No, there was a lot of that, and I and I think too, it's you know, it's just a date. Like to have mm -hmm. that in in your mind that if somebody's if a guy wants to ask a girl out or or a girl wants to accept a guy's invitation to a date, it's it's just a date. Mm -hmm. Like go out, have have a coffee, get to know each other. Um, it, I, it's risky, I'm sure. It, it is right because yeah. you're not. Mm -hmm. is, is this gonna lead that person on or you know I, I don't want to give them the wrong idea but I think those initial steps need to to just be a little bit more hmm. casual and not so serious like hmm. right. okay I, I you know I'm coming on my date and I've got my list of questions that I need to know about you because <laughs> uh, right. I want to leave this first date knowing okay is she or is he 
you know, right? Like, right. You you don't have to get that serious, um, but certainly as as time goes on, th- those questions need to be asked. Yeah. yeah. So you said something interesting: the guy asking the girl out or the girl accepting a guy. I don't actually know your thoughts on this. I know my own thoughts so on that's, this. How do you feel about <laughs> girls asking guys out? It is very well, much your generation. We live in a very different generation. And is that like a timeless truth? I I think a girl can ask a guy out. I have no Way problem go, with Mama. that. You know, when read read the book of Ruth that we just mm-hmm. finished reading as a church in our on our chapter a day. Mm-hmm. She proposes uh, to Boaz. Yeah. Um, and that was back in the Bible times. So, no, I, I have no problem if a girl asks a guy out. Just wanted to clarify that. I actually didn't know that that was your opinion. Something else I actually just realized I don't know your thoughts on is online dating. Somehow we've never talked about that. or It's never come up. I feel like for our generation, for those who are single, it's almost not even a question of if they will. So many young adults are engaged in online dating. So without necessarily giving your opinions to it, although if you want to, you can, but how do you think our generation should date online well? Is there, or is there even a way to, or is it just a recipe for disaster? I mean, again, we, we started dating uh, long before there was an internet, and so we, we're not mm-hmm. familiar with that, but we've had enough uh, conversations with people that, uh, you know, we've encouraged, we have a middle daughter who we have encouraged to ask guys out and to go and date online. So, I mean, that's... Uh, and I always say, no. I know. Yeah, see, you're just resistant. That's yeah, I all. have my own opinions about it. <laughs> so, you know, what is online dating? I mean, it's just a, it's another method of communication. Everything is online right now. It's mm-hmm. we buy I I buy everything online. I I search out um, parts and information online. I mean, it's all it's it's where the it's where people communicate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't um, find somebody now if you're talking I don't know all the different platforms my understanding is there's some platforms that are very sexually based and they're really just hookup platforms and of course we would we would discourage that sort of um, you know uh, using of the the internet in those sorts of ways mm-hmm. um, but in terms of and in fact we've had people at Riverwood who have gone out to dating sites and have met people and it turns out that the people that they've met ended up marrying were already coming to their church it was just mm. going to a different service and, uh, yeah, yeah and it's it, happened a few times but but yeah. think about it i mean how brilliant is the internet that you can actually you know whether it's eHarmony or some other platform or whatever it is you can actually select that you're looking for somebody who's a, a believer for somebody who's you know, uh, in a certain geographic area. I mean, you can actually begin to narrow that down. That's just mm-hmm. smart as far as I'm concerned. But I don't know. There you go. You've heard it from the pastors. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's you know, apparently I, smart. Well, I think there are, how do you meet people these days? Yeah. Um, I don't think going to the bars and trying to meet someone there is the best idea. I think church, I think the ascent, I think um, once those things are finally <laughs> online dating, on. dating, uh, I think those are great tools mm-hmm. uh, and, and ways for people to meet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you have high standards, I mean, it doesn't matter how you know what the mm-hmm. what the mechanism right. is. If your standards are high, I mean, it's where you lower your own standards and you compromise and you even go against your own value systems. Mm-hmm. That's where you get into trouble. It's not right. it's not with the the mode or the method or the medium. Of, of how you find somebody yeah. it's it's you know uh, what you do once you do find that person right. and how much compromise are you going to 
get yourself into. Right. I think you do have to be careful when you do meet someone online and then you go to meet them in person. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always want to do it in a public place. Uh, you know, maybe a, a shorter period of time, like mm. just for coffee or, or just have for lunch, have an excuse to leave. Yeah. Um, let somebody know that that you've gone uh, on this date. I, I think there's really smart things that mm. that are good to keep in, in mind for this mm -hmm. kind of thing, because someone could put on their online profile that they're a Christian um, and that feels maybe that's safe, but not necessarily, right? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you guys were to have one challenge or one encouragement or one question for young adults to be asking when it comes to this whole idea of romantic relationships, what would you say to them? Wow, that's a big question. It is, and you only get one answer. One answer. So choose wisely. You know what, I would say, um, realize that your dating romance life is worship hmm. and live it like worship wow so if you're if you're living if you're a business owner and you're living your business um values as worship that's going to be a good business and hmm. and god's going to be honored if you're a parent and you're parenting like your parenting is worship you know and if you're a young adult and you're beginning a dating relationship and you realize this is my expression of trust and love and admiration for my Lord and Savior with what I do with this other person. Mm. This is worship. Wow. And when you see that as worship, how can you go wrong? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that will, will steer you into such a right path because the reality is worship isn't the songs we sing in the hands that we raise one hour during a service. Mm. Worship is what we do with our life. And right. when you do dating and relationship building as worship, I think I think that's the key. Yeah, that's awesome, Mama. Hmm. Yours be. Trump that. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> a hard one to trump. You did I? absolutely. Um, I would I would say. Are you willing to settle? Um, I think a lot of people settle just to be in relationship, and by mm -hmm. settling, I mean. Um, date someone, maybe even marry someone that really isn't on the same page mm. with them in a variety of ways. Like it could be spiritually, it could be um, just life goals or, or vision or, you know, I think there's, so, there's the temptation to settle instead of waiting. Because mm. right. we, we live in a, in a world where Everything is immediate, mm -hmm. instant gratification. And waiting is hard. And waiting Being is hard. Being single can be really hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think there's a lot of times there's the temptation then uh, to settle. But are are you really are you really willing to mm -hmm. settle and then end up years down the road with regret mm -hmm. because it really really wasn't the person that you you should have married. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I read something recently and it said, uh, when you're determining you know, these kind of really big life decisions, make, um, make every effort to pay attention to your inner voice. Mm -hmm. uh, to really, if you have a gut feeling like, yeah, like I've been you know, dating this guy for three months and, and it's, uh, I, I just have this intuition, this isn't the right, right thing for me, yeah, it might, it's, it's nothing necessarily even about him 
as a person, but but you know inside it's it's not it's not right for you to pay attention mm. to that mm, um, because yeah I think there's so many things that that we desire here and now and then um, we're not we're not willing to wait mm. but I think the wait as hard as it is in the long run it's worth it mm. so. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So much wisdom, as usual. I love talking to you guys about this. I don't know if that's weird or not, but I love learning from you. So thank you for allowing our whole community to learn from you. You know, it was a thrill to be able to, to talk about this stuff and to share with you. And um, and that you guys are so absorbing of other people's mentoring and wisdom. I think it's awesome. Yeah, well, thanks. You know, as young adults, relationships are confusing. They can be hard, they can be discouraging, they can be just so complicated. But I think something that we have been reminded of today is that God wants in. He wants to be so involved in this area of our lives. He wants to hear about our excitement about going out with someone. He wants to hear about our heartbreak. He wants to hear about our confusion or how we don't know what to do with our husband or our wife. He wants in on that. And I love what my dad said about how every stage of our life should just be an act of worship. If you are single, that should be an act of worship. If you're dating, if you are engaged, if you're married, if you have kids, all of those areas of our lives should be an act of worship. And one of the ways that we can just do that is inviting God into it, telling God about these small details, asking him questions, asking him how he wants to be involved in that area and expecting that he is going to do something in our lives.